888-900-4303. Call now, because this is The Morning Drive on News Talk WVMT. That's the wrong song. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. So good. So good. I got a you. We are back on the morning drive. Welcome back, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. And joining us in studio live, making her way through the snow and ice is the Democratic nominee for mayor in the March Town Meeting Day election, Joan Shannon, fresh off her victory yesterday. Good morning, Joan. Good morning, Kirk. Good morning, Anthony. Thanks for having me here. Thanks for coming in. Do you feel good, as the song says? I feel good. Yeah. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about this, Joan. You started out um, a couple of months ago, two or three months ago, really unsure whether you were going to do this. We asked you the question maybe a, a couple of times, probably during the summer, and you certainly really didn't sound like a candidate back then. Um, how, sort of lay this out for us, how you made the decision to run, and here you are victorious. I mean, you were you were not somebody that thought about this for a decade, right? That is, I guess... In some ways, I had thought about it because people like you keep asking me, and I kept saying (laughs) no. And that was sincere. I didn't have an intention of running. Uh, I think I I thought that kind of like 12 years ago, that somebody would appear on the scene that I felt good about and would support. And because for me, it hasn't really been about me being mayor. I just want the city run well. Um, I was very willing to support somebody else, and I wasn't sure who that person would be, but I came into it ready to to support somebody that I thought would do a good job. Um, And I don't want to say, uh, I, I appreciate the strengths of the other women running, but I just was not hearing the, um, full-throated endorsement of public safety that I needed to hear to be confident that what I could bring to the table would be at the table without me. Um, So that's why I ultimately decided to run. And that and also a lot of people who were coming to me and asking me to run, and I don't want to overemphasize that because – Every candidate, I am sure, every candidate has their fans that are excited about them. And every candidate has people that come to come and ask them to run. If nobody's asking you to run, I mean, it, well, that's yeah, a big indicator. Everybody yeah. has support, but um, it was feeling overwhelming at a point. Really? Overwhelming they, in terms of people asking, people asking me to run. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the phones. You got a call. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, Joan. Firstly, congratulations. Thank you. I actually attribute your win not to the endorsement of the public safety officials, but by the endorsement of Kurt Wright. He's a kingmaker in Burlington. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there's a tongue-in-cheek comment. Um, But actually, Joan, that's a good point. What do you attribute this win to? Uh, I mean, I have to say, leading up to this, I talked to a lot of people, of course, and there were people that were 
supporting you, but they were worried. And they were saying, boy, I've gotten mailing after mailing from the Karen Paul campaign. I've seen TV ads for the Karen Paul campaign. Uh, they were worried. I mean, people who were supporting you. Um, what do you, how did you do this? What do you attribute it to? The victory. Um, well, it's always important for your supporters to be worried. It motivates them. <laughs> good, yeah. good point. And sometimes those kinds of things coming from the other side can help motivate. But I look at it as, um, while I was well above the other other candidates in the race, I was only 23 votes above 50%. And I look at all the different people who got me 23 votes um, every single one of them for, can take credit for getting us over that hump in the first round so we didn't have to go to a runoff round. And those would include certainly the police and the fire endorsements. It would include the, the hard work of uh, Dave Hartnett, Mark Barlow, and others in the New North End who were going door to door and uh, hosting events for me, making sure people got to those events so that they could hear my message. Um, Kevin Garrison Jr., who, you know, a young man in his 20s who came to my launch, um, heard my message and a week later wanted to meet with me. And uh, this young man impressed me to no end. He was reciting pieces of my speech and what resonated with him. He he was listening critically and genuinely. And he hosted an event for me at um, Manhattan's, which I think was probably the my, most diverse political event ever that has ever happened in Burlington because it was di- it was genuinely diverse. A lot of times we will call, you know, going into an immigrant community a diverse gra- gathering. Well, no, that actually isn't. It's all, you know, it's homogenous. It's just not white. This was um it was it was diverse in age. People 21 to 91 at yeah. this event. Yep. It was diverse in gender. It was diverse in economic background, in racial background, in country of origin. Um, all these people gathered in one room with different viewpoints, got to ask me questions. Uh, it, it was so many people like that. And that was, you know, the all hands on deck theme. Some people have taken, you know, being critical of that as if, I'm going to be, you know, giving orders. Of course, if you have an all hands on deck event, you come and you do what you can to save the ship. You're not waiting for orders. <laughs> I was going to say and, all hands on deck means you can't yeah, get no, together. Yeah, here. that's not when the captain's giving orders. That's when you get on deck and you're you keep the ship from sinking. And a lot of people did that. A lot of people came forward just doing what they could do in their circles. Um, lots of other individuals who were you know, calling, texting, and talking to their friends, having the discussion at book club, all of that, every single one of these people can take credit for how did we get the 23 votes that got over 50%. Okay, so I can take a little credit then with the endorsement. Sure. I think so. And and I, I have to just point out that it, it's funny that they tried to, to I use the word spin, all hands on deck like you're going to be a captain giving orders. I'm not that smart, and I figured out pretty quick, that's what you call when the ship is sinking. And I thought that was a very powerful message that you were saying. All hands on deck. I'm running for mayor. You know, I I took it as, this is serious, and not and, and as it, that you're going to be the captain in the in the roundhouse yelling at people. Right, right. And it, and it's inclusive. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's everybody. And for, most people have taken it that way. Um, and most people have actually been excited and inspired 
by the oppor- because people want an opportunity to contribute. People love Burlington mm-hmm. and um, and and want a healthy Burlington. And I I think that's true for our surrounding communities too. Even I I listen to your show. I hear people say, "I'll never go to Burlington." I want to tell you, like all of the candidates had said, yes, we go downtown all the time. Yes, we fe- we don't feel unsafe. We do see what's going on. But the way to overcome that is to bring in the good. And to that means everybody showing up. That means doing your Christmas shopping in Burlington. And that's really important for us to turn this around. And it's not going to be easy to turn around. Fresh offer victory yesterday. City council, uh, city councilor and Democratic candidate for mayor now in the March election, Joan Shannon. If you've got a question for Councilor Shannon, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, triple eight four one four zero three zero three. And Joan, what's we received the police and fire uh, endorsements? What went into that? I mean, did you meet with? Did you go and meet with them? Did you give a speech to them? Uh, did you feel confident you would get their endorsements? That seemed like an important thing that you got the endorsement of both police and fire. I think that that was that was very important. It was historic in that they haven't given endorsements um, prior to a caucus before. But what went into that? I think you have to look at the long history. It wasn't. Um, I, I don't think they endorsed me because of anything that I have done in the last month. But going back to 2020, when times were really hard, I. I reached out, you know, as as Kyle Blake said on the show, I reached out to them and uh, I've kind of stayed in touch with them because I genuinely care about them and not for the purpose of of getting elected. But I'll periodically check in and say, you know, I'll ask what they think about a policy. Um, So when, uh, you know, in the campaign, I called them up. I asked for the endorsement. Um, the police didn't have a lot of process around that. They have their process at their end, but I didn't go and present to the police union. I'm not sure if it's probably harder to gather them. Um, with the fire, they invited me to a meeting, a union meeting. And uh, Karen as well, I believe it's only the two of us that asked for their endorsement. And so on the same day in the same meeting, we both came and we we talked to them and they made a decision. And I was a little bit surprised because because they've never made an endorsement before. And they I thought that they maybe wouldn't make an endorsement. They had the option of not making any endorsement. Right. Until waiting until after the caucus. I did tell them why I thought it was important to endorse before this caucus at that meeting. Um, And. I, I'm really grateful that they did. I I think that that meant something to people because a lot of people were saying, you know, I want the public safety candidate and I'm not sure who that is. So I think that that helped clarify that for people. All right, we got a call for you. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Hi, good morning. Congratulations, Joan. Thank you. I'm so relieved that you are the candidate. <laughs> um, I have watched your decisions and how you handle yourself through the years and you are the most common sensed person of the group that I can observe have observed and I just wanted to say I'm a Republican and I'm voting for you baby <laughs> <laughs> well thank you 
Yeah, good luck with it all, and um, I, I appreciate all your efforts. Well, thank, thank you for your vote. I, I always say I pity the poor Republicans here who the best they can do is a liberal Democrat, but uh, here we are. And that's a, that's a good point, Joan, that I actually want to address to or ask you about is um, Dave Zuckerman was on the show earlier, lieutenant governor and longtime Burlington rep when he, you know, before he moved to Hinesburg. Uh, so I wanted to ask him his thoughts on this mayor's race, and he sort of tabbed you as a moderate, maybe conservative I want you, you just called yourself a liberal Democrat. I served with you, and I'd take umbrage of the fact that you are a conservative. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know, I'm pretty hard to pigeonhole because there there are sometimes I will be the lone no vote on something on the council, and you'll pin me as a a conservative. There's other things where, um, like with the the Airbnb issue, I was on the left side of the progressives, which seems odd to me, uh, you know, because I really just wanted us to not be converting housing units to lodging units, which I don't really understand on the political spectrum how we got more lax on that when everybody agrees we have a housing crisis. Uh, Ranked choice voting. I've always been a supporter of ranked choice voting. Uh, Democrats did not like that, and I sighed, uh-oh, uh-oh, he can't and control himself. No, He's opening no, his eyes. I just want to say, for the people on the left who are worried that Joan is too uh, conservative, trust me, she's not. Her and I disagree on IRV and many other things. Just trying to help Joan here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Please just understand that you're still going to be oh, you're breaking up. Late breaking up. You're, you're, oh, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Try, try, try back. on the landline because it's not, uh, the cell phones aren't working well this but morning. But if you want to call and ask Joan a question, give us a call. The McKenzie Country Classic Hotline is open, 888 And Joan, I mean, no question. Uh, there's, I know you. I served with you for many years. We disagreed on many things. The, the thing I always tell people is Joan and I, and Jane Nodella said similar things, and so has Dave Hartnett. But I always knew that when we disagreed, and we had many disagreements and big disagreements, but I always knew that even when we disagreed, that Joan is doing what she thinks is right for the city of Burlington, whether I agree or not. And that always made me feel comfortable, that I knew where you were coming from. And that was so important. But I want to, on public safety... Well, though, well, to be a little more truthful about that, Kurt, sometimes our disagreements were infuriating oh, between us. Absolutely. Like, in the moment, it was never, oh... I disagree with her, but it's a well-reasoned disagreement. Oh, yeah, no, no, it no, no. Was it was very, we, it was very hot disagreements, particularly on a couple of things. Um, but I, I always was able to look back at least afterwards and say, look, we disagreed and it was really vehement, vigorous disagreement. But at the end of the day, I had total respect and I always have for Joan because she does what she thinks is right. And but on public safety, Joan, there's so many other issues that you are really more on the left. But on public safety, don't, don't you think that cuts across all party lines? Like, I've been he, talking to so many people, even before the mayor's race even got underway in this caucus battle. And it cut across party lines. I've talked to more Democrats and even progressives on the left who are all telling me the city is, in, is, is there's, a, there's a change that's palpable in downtown Burlington. Don't you think this cuts across party lines and people aren't sitting around going, oh, I'm a Democrat, I'm a progressive, I'm a Republican. 
It's about who they think is the right person to lead the city forward on public safety, don't you think? I do, Kurt, and I, 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 uh, I don't think that the position the progressives have taken in recent years is really where people are. If you think about just, it was not that long ago where the progressives in the old North End wanted an additional police station on North Street. Um, and so they, because they did not feel safe, like safety in the hierarchy, hierarchy of needs, safety is at the top. There you go. Um, and I have had certainly, you know, progressive counselor Jane Nodell, former progressive party chair Tiki Archambault, uh, who was adamantly against me for years, um, endorsed my campaign and um, there are a lot of other rank-and-file progressives who have reached out to me. You know, I got right before the, this caucus, I got an email, and I believe the subject was, how do I change my registration from progressive to Democrat? And, of course, I told them, uh, good news, you're not registered <laughs> for a party in Vermont. You can just register for the caucus. But but it was about public safety. People need to feel safe. and. Um, our system is not currently providing that for people. Let's John, go. We got, yeah, we got some callers lined up for you. All right. Uh, we'll grab a couple of quick calls. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. All right. Well, hopefully you can hear me now. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to let Kurt know that he's still going to be in a hopelessly progressive city, so he's welcome to move back to Vermont anytime he wants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I just want to say that what Burlington is experiencing is being experienced in Vermont, throughout Vermont. It's being experienced in cities all across Vermont. Um, you talked a little bit with Dave Zuckerman about, you know, some laws that potentially need to be changed. And we have a statewide problem. This is not a this is not a Burlington problem. We may be suffering worse than with worse worse than others with these problems, but this is you know, the retail theft, Williston has it every bit as bad as Burlington has mm-hmm. it. And car theft in South Burlington. Car yeah. theft all over all over the state. We're seeing this. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Uh, congratulations. Thank uh, you. Now I think it's time for you to let everyone know why Emma should walk the plank. <laughs> I, that's a I served with Emma, and I will say Emma is lovely. Um, I enjoyed serving with Emma. I found her to be somebody that I could talk to. We may disagree with pol- on politics, but I have I have no issue with with Emma and respect the fact. I think she will run with integrity. She will tell you what she means, um, I, and I think that you will see at least two women on the campaign trail um, speaking their truth as best that we can. Joan, how big do you think that the 2020 vote by the city council that I know some people don't like this phrase, but essentially defunded the police to the tune of we lost almost 40 percent of our department. We're still trying to dig out from underneath that. How big do you think that issue was in this race? It was huge. And I think that. um, Yeah, it, it, it was people are not happy with where we are. Um, people want to know that their leadership is going to stand up and be vocal about about public safety and not equivocate. And 
that's that's what I tried to to offer. Just a minute or two left, Joan. So now, uh, when does the campaign for mayor, the next stage, begin? We're heading into the holidays, but do you let up for a little while, take step back and take a little rest, or do you charge right forward a little less than three months until the March 5th election? Um, and anybody you specifically want to thank, obviously your team did a great job. Yeah, by the way, the team was quite upset that I accepted this invitation to the show. I did not, I did not check with them, Kurt. Um, you don't so, have to check with I'm, the team on everything. I'm, I'm paying the price there, but I gave you my word, so I showed up here this morning. Uh, we will be full steam ahead, but probably less publicly as people aren't really paying attention as we approach the holidays. Um, I, I do want to maybe have an, uh, an all-hands-on-deck event again downtown between now and the holidays. But, um, you know, focused on, on fun and, and the holidays it's a it's a good time for us to regroup. Look at what the, the caucus really makes a candidate stronger, and it forces us to really organize our campaigns, really push. And now we have an opportunity to kind of um, to take a look back at what we did, what we think was effective, what we wished we did. Yeah. Caucuses are very different. How you get votes in a caucus really are different than the than the main elections. So. And you need to make sure that you get. At least the vast majority of the people that supported Karen Paul to now support Joan Shannon. Well, I think both Karen and Madison, um, I I hope will uh, I hope will join our team, and and it is a team, and it's it is a big tent. There are people with vastly different viewpoints all on this team, and I welcome them. There she is. She is the Democratic nominee for Mayor of Burlington, Joan Shannon, fresh off her big victory yesterday. Thanks for being on the morning drive today, Joan. Thanks for the invitation. Thanks for coming in. All right. Well, we will see you tomorrow right here on News Talk WVMT Burlington. Come on up with your hands in mine. Come on up. From ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. UN officials warning of a growing humanitarian crisis in Gaza with hundreds of thousands of civilians now displaced. ABC's foreign correspondent James Longman is in Tel Aviv. More than 18,000 people have now been killed, according to Hamas. Khan Yunus, where thousands had sought refuge, now a battleground. ABC producer Sami Ziara is there. As you hear in the background, the exchanging of fire, uh, the ground vision continue for the uh, five days. Sami has been forced to move his family 17 times since the war began. He's desperate to keep them alive. The World Health Organization warning that Gaza's health system is on the brink of collapse. Former President Donald Trump will not be testifying today in his New York civil fraud trial on social media. He writes, I've said all I'm going to say. The defense now expected to deliver closing arguments tomorrow. Trump's former attorney Rudy Giuliani will be in court today in Washington as jury selection begins in his defamation case. This civil trial will determine the damages the former New York mayor will owe to the two election workers he's already been found by the court to have defamed. Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shay Moss say they were forced into hiding after Rudy Giuliani falsely testified before Georgia lawmakers that the women were seen on video processing suitcases full of fake votes and passing around USB sticks like vials of drugs. The votes were real, and in reality, the women say those sticks were ginger mints. ABC national correspondent Stephen Portnoy in Washington. 29 tornadoes ripping across seven states over the weekend. Six people were killed in Tennessee. The same storm bringing flooding up through the northeast coast. Atop the Golden Globe Award nominees this year announced this morning, who else? Hey, Bobby. Hey. 
Barbie got nine nominations, the most just this year. Her partner at the box office, Oppenheimer, got the second most with eight. Among the acting nods on the TV side, Brian Cox, Jeremy Strong, and Kieran Culkin, all from Succession. This is ABC News. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-330-1991. That's 1-800-330-1991. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-330-1991. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. The COP28 climate summit ends tomorrow. Delegates in Dubai arguing over final language. However, as the Norwegian foreign minister says... My general instinct is to be a realistic optimist. And I have seen many occasions where things look uh, look difficult. And uh, 24 hours later, we celebrate victories. A big point of disagreement. What an acceptable phase down of fossil fuels might look like. And how developing countries could even contemplate that, given the crippling economic impact that would have on them. ABC's Tom Rivers. This holiday shopping season, a new way thieves are targeting gift cards. Police warning scammers steal the cards and remove the scratch-off stickers. Those stickers hide the code used to redeem the cards. The crooks record the code, then replace the stickers and return the cards to the store shelf. ABC's Rihanna Alley. 44% of shoppers are expected to buy a gift card this holiday season, meaning scammers have lots of opportunity. To protect yourself, carefully inspect any gift card before buying it, checking for abnormal wear and tear, and consider buying the gift card online, directly from the retailer. Some authorities are also urging stores to lock up their gift cards. There's a mouse infestation at Marquette University. Some students living on campus dealing with it since September. Audrey Moses is one of them. Sometimes if I'm like late at night and I'm cooking and I hear a noise, I like, is it the mouse? Is it there? University says a business tenant isn't disposing of food properly. Sherry Preston, ABC News. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting a Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time. As in, spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org.